What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always, always use your head. You are now listening to Chair Shot Radio. Always use your head. Oh, yeah. Look at us. Coming to you, David Ungar and Patrick O'Dowd, on Monday, not Sunday, new date and time. David, how's it feel to be here on Kayfabe Monday? Uh, you know, ironically, a lot like it felt being here on Kayfabe Sunday, but, you know, it's all good. I know. <laughs> you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You are listening to ChairShot Radio, a part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. David Ungar and Patrick O'Dowd here to give you all the latest in the NHL. That has been our niche. It's our thing. Season is quickly coming to a close. There are only four teams left. So we are going to break down both semifinal series today, take our commercial break, and then we're actually going to shift gears entirely and talk a little college football because some news dropped this past week that I'm personally very excited about. I know Dave talked about it a little bit as well. And so we figured that might be a nice way to wrap up. But before we do any of that, we have got to talk hockey. And that means hockey playoff music from ESPN. Oh, chills. Woo. I love it. I love it. Every time we play it. Fade out, baby. Oh, makes my heart swell. And then there we're four. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have been listening to Chair Shot Radio and listen to Dave and I's analysis on Stanley Cup contenders, you should stop listening to us because Dave and I were completely wrong. Uh, both of our picks are now officially out as Vegas not only wrapped up Colorado, did it in six after I said it would be in seven. Dave and I, after games one and two, were like, this series is done. We were wrong. They, of course, have advanced, and they are playing the team that upended my Stanley Cup pick and then upended Winnipeg, the Montreal Canadiens, the Habs. And they're, and they're hot, what, seven in a row? 
They haven't lost in seven games in seven or eight in it's a row. Beyond, it's insane. It's beyond that. They have not trailed in like 447 minutes. That's obscene. In seven, That's they've won obscene. seven in a row, and they have not trailed at any point in any of those games. And that is, I think it's like fourth longest streak of all time or something ridiculous like that. That's, I mean, what Montreal has done is nothing short of astounding at this point. But I don't even I don't even know. And the thing is, is I didn't I don't buy the the Canadians. I still don't buy the Canadians. Like we're going to talk about this series first. And, and I just I I'm still looking like maybe it's that my brain is like looking at this on paper. And I'm like, they just don't have the horses yet. They keep winning. And, and like I'm looking at this matchup against Vegas and this series, this um, series starts tonight on NBCSN at nine o'clock. And I'm like. Like I think, and and it's in Vegas. They're gonna have their crowd. They they I, my boy. I gotta tell you, it makes my heart hurt that Alex Petrangelo was the fucking difference maker, and the Blues let him go. Like I'm still like I get it with cap constraints, and they had to make a decision. But man, I wish they would have kept Alex Petrangelo, and he showed up. He showed up. Yeah. He looked like a Stanley Cup guy. I think I texted you at some point when he scored the back-breaking goal right. in that game, and I said, "I said Petrangelo, there it is." Um, I, yeah, I mean that series. I mean, if you look at the the way that those two series went down, I mean Montreal really had no trouble with Winnipeg, which was surprising. No, not at all. But Dominant. I think after after that Sheffley hit in Game One, Winnipeg just was they were just done. At that point, I mean, they'd lost their best player right. and their captain. And, you know, and that's that's two series in a row that Montreal has eliminated the team captain, obviously various, you know, different reasons. But I was a little bit surprised at how easy Montreal dispatched Winnipeg. Vegas, on the other hand, I mean, yeah, you're talking about they just took out probably the best team in hockey, at least at the, well, the regular yeah, season, well, for sure. Um, we... we declared them the most complete team in hockey like they, repeatedly they repeatedly were talked about how they were they were they just um they made some real bad mental mistakes especially game five where yeah. they blew that third yeah, period that, lead. that overtime goal is terrible and, and and they just they didn't play smart for a team with a two-goal lead in the third period at home in game five they let vegas back in but you got to take your hat off to mark andre Fleury. this guy is what 36 yeah, years old and just standing on his head. I mean, he stole the series from Colorado. Uh, so you've got the two hottest goalies going head to head with each other right now in one series. And, you know, I, I guess it's time to talk about it a little bit. I listened to a lot of stuff yesterday. Everybody's predicting this to be a quick series, like a sweep for Vegas or a five game series. No, I, no, I don't buy that at all. I think I it's going at all. I mean, I, I think Vegas wins it. But it's going to take. But I think six. it went in six. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Vegas in six. I think you you just hit it on the head. You got two of the hottest goaltenders in all of hockey, and this is what happens in the playoffs. We've been talking about it week after week. Hot goaltender makes anything possible, and you've got that on both of these teams. And Montreal's goaltender is eluding me. Help me with the name. What's what's his name? Carey Price. Uh, yeah, Carey Price. He's having he's probably he's probably the best goaltender still in the playoffs right now, just in terms of performance. Yeah, I mean, you look at I I mean, this is why I don't discount Montreal in this series because Right. I, okay, I'd say 
on paper, just looking at the two teams on paper, I'd say Vegas has a little bit more talent than Toronto did. Um, oh, absolutely. But Toronto and, wasn't and, exactly a bunch of pushovers, and Carey Price shut them down. Vegas, what Vegas has to be on high alert for is if you drop one of these two games at home in Vegas, you're in trouble because I don't know if they're going to take one of the two that go to Montreal. That place is getting their people back in bigger numbers. Yeah. That's an insane environment. Not that Vegas isn't because it is, but I think Vegas has right. to, they have to hold serve at home, take one of the two from, from Montreal in Montreal if they can, um, and then and then try and weather the storm. You know, Vegas, Vegas showed me something. I mean, this is a team I, I mentioned it to you after they got up three, two. I said, you know, and you you said this isn't over yet. And I said, well, Vegas does have a history of shitting the bed in important situations. And they didn't, they didn't for one. No, they, they 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 were in charge of that game six. Like I watched I watched about half of it. I watched like the second half on because I remember messaging. I remember texting you when they went up two goals and I was like, that's that. Like, and you could just see it. Like, Colorado was completely deflated. They were down three to one, and that was that. And I think they got a goal not too long after that. And I was like, well, and then Vegas shut the door. I think, if I remember, they so Colorado scored 23 seconds in, Vegas got, then it was 2 2, and then didn't Colorado gave up another terrible goal in like the last 20 seconds? Yeah, it was, yeah, that was like, that was it. It was, it was, uh, yeah, something off the point. It was just, the boards in Vegas know. do like, weird things. <laughs> the puck comes off the boards in well, Vegas. And, and you were talking about the fans in Montreal, but the fans in, in Vegas turn out as well. I think they're going to be there for it. Um, and I think, yeah, I think at the end, the talent's going to win out. I think Montreal can't keep up what they're doing. And, and I, But I do think it goes six. I don't think it's going to be a quick series by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I, I, so, I'm with you. I, I got Vegas in six as well. I, I think it's going to be a fun series. They're two very different teams. Montreal has to slow Montreal has to basically copy what the caps did in 2018 to Vegas, slow them down. Well, and, and, But that's what they do. They grind you. They do. Uh, Montreal grinds you and that, and that's how they're, and they frustrate you. And you, you mentioned it, the goaltending, gets frustrating for opponents and that's that's when montreal collapse you know capitalizes i don't want to say collapses i do want to shift over though to the other series that by the time we drop this recording will have already been a game in uh the other semifinal matchup between tampa bay who is looking every bit the determined stanley cup champions that they are taking on what I would say is a little bit of a surprise for the both of us. We had Boston getting past the Islanders, and they said, no, thank you. They're in this series. The first game will have happened. We haven't seen it yet because we're recording on a Saturday. The first game will happen on Sunday. Um, but what do you make of this series? Because of the two, you mentioned people talking about Vegas and Montreal being the quick one. I think Tampa Bay, the way they're playing right now, this one has the potential to be the one that goes maybe only five. I I disagree. I don't think it'll be a sweet. I don't. I, I, I can't agree. But I can't agree with that. And 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 I'll tell you why. Is is you're right. Tampa looks every bit the juggernaut, the defending champion. I mean, you're talking about they've just taken out Florida, a really good Florida team in six, and an even better Carolina team in five. So they're clicking right. on all cylinders. Um, the Islanders, though, you know they they really are feeding off of what's going on at Nassau Coliseum and the fans singing the star spangled banner the other night was absolutely awesome. 
and I hate the Islanders, but I, I will give him that. That was an awesome moment. Um, you know, the thing is, these are two teams who know each other pretty well, even though they haven't played this year. Um, the same two teams who met in the conference finals last year, Tampa took them out in six. I do buy into what I was listening to the analysts on NBC saying that this is a better Islanders team, a more complete Islanders team, a more experienced Islanders team. Uh, Tampa Bay is every bit as good as they were a year before. I I'm a, I'm with you. I think Tampa Bay wins it, but I think this one goes a distance. Last year went six. I think the Islanders push them a little bit more. The bubble, not playing in a bubble is going to be a factor this year. And I think that carries the Islanders into a game seven. I don't think they can win. Um, I think Tampa's just got too much talent. Sooner or later, Vasilevsky will get the advantage over Varlamov. And and Tampa's just got too much talent up and down the lineup for the Islanders to actually beat them. It could happen. It could happen. But I, I, I can't. I mean, the only thing you, you see these weird things. This is the last season for Nassau Coliseum. So wouldn't it be appropriate for the Islanders to run this thing all the way to the end in the final I season mean, of that fabled arena? But sure, I don't think that, it's happening. That's the storyline. That's the storyline. And I think Tampa Bay is going to to burn it to the ground. <laughs> I, I've just been nothing but impressed with the way they've played. And again, you just watch it. That Tampa Bay is playing like a team on a mission right now. And that's the thing that like, I get the feel good. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to care. I think I think they're going to establish a tone. I think they take games one and two, and, and yeah, maybe I, I think that I think that New York, New York gets one, but I I really am sold on the Lightning, I, and they're my pick. They're my pick now. Like in, in the reset, I'm picking Tampa Bay to repeat, which is unheard of with the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I just they're they're playing so well right now. And I think that they're going to upend New New York. I think they're going to be a splash of cold water. And I think that they're more than equipped to handle both. I think they're more than ready to to face either Vegas or the Habs. Like, I just think it is. And so yeah, I think- when I'm wrong, because, of course, I'm going to be wrong, <laughs> you can come back when I come back from vacation and rub it in my face. Well, that the, thing, I'm wrong. the thing with Tampa, we said it all year long, you know, since we've been doing this and since the season started is – Tampa was never playing at full strength until the playoffs got here and they got, no. Kuch- they got Kucherov back and they are different. They flipped is, the switch. Yes. And I, I mean, I think the, the best series we could get for the Stanley cup final would be Tampa Bay Vegas. And that would be phenomenal. Right. I mean, that's going to be a phenomenal series. And, and I, I, I would reserve judgment until I see how they handle their semifinal opponents, because that's a toss up because those are two teams sure. that can flat out play and can stop the puck. But um, yeah, I I just I think the Islanders are riding a lot of momentum. They keep they keep surpassing expectations, like they've done all playoffs. You know, people didn't think they beat Pittsburgh. People didn't think they beat Boston. I think they pushed Tampa a little bit more this year, and 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 it'll probably help Tampa. But you may be right; it may be a quick series, Tampa in four or five. Um, <laughs> I don't think it'll be a sweep. I nah. don't. I don't think you get to this point. You get to get to this point in the playoffs, and no team is an easy out, like an entirely easy out. But I think in the land of challenges, I think that I think that Tampa Bay, to me, and this is you know this is an eye test thing too, right? Like this is what I'm seeing when I'm watching them play. They just like every line looks competent. Every line takes control of the game and like that's the thing is carolina just looked 
like overwhelmed. They just they looked completely. Like, this is a really good team that yeah look like just looked like they were juniors skating against pros. And that I mean, it's the same comparison. It's the same comp I used to make when I talked about watching Colorado play and Vegas play. It just seems like they they found a whole other level. And Kucherov, I think, like you said, has a lot to do with that. And so. Yeah, I'm going to be bullish on it. And again, when I'm wrong, because I've yet to predict anything correctly in the Stanley Cup, um, other than I did say that the St. Louis Blues were pretenders. That now, I got right. Now you know we're going to end up with the Islanders-Canadians for the Stanley Cup. and <laughs> Which <laughs> which would be okay. The, York, the, the NHL will be happy with that be just because you think about that. Like Both of the – Canada is going to turn out. If Montreal gets to the finals and, oh, and has a shot huge, and the New York market – in general, like whether it's the Rangers or the Islanders, like the New York market, and like you said, the Nassau Coliseum, this being the last season that, that they're going to play in that arena, that, that's that's a good story too. I just don't see that series I, happening. I don't either. But I mean, if it did, you've got the Islanders haven't won a cup since 83. No team in Canada has won a cup since 93. Yeah, I mean, if and you get original it, and it's an original, what, original six? No, the Islanders weren't an original no. six team. The Rangers were. What about the Habs? The Habs yeah. are, yeah. The Habs are, yeah, for the sure. Habs are. An original um, six team, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. If 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 the Canadians get to the finals, Canada will come unglued. And, and oh god, I mean, and and every every place in Canada, whether you're a Maple Leafs fan or or a Jets fan right. or an Oilers fan or a Flame so fan, everybody there. will be riding on Montreal you, to win. Trudeau will be at a game. Mark my words. If the if the if the Canadians make it, Trudeau will make an appearance. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, and, and it no. could, it could have, this is the thing. These series are both, and we've seen it so many times in the hockey playoffs that you look at on paper and say that team can't match up with that team. And what happens? Right. The upset takes place. The avalanche comma Colorado. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's exhibit a. All right. So that's going to do it for this week's uh, hockey talk. We are getting closer and closer to the cup being raised. I hope that these are thrilling series. I hope I'm wrong about the Islander Tampa Bay lightning series because I want compelling hockey and playoff hockey is always the best hockey, but we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little college football. Uh, before we go to the recorded commercials though, it is my duty to remind you that if you like what we do over here at the chair shot radio network on the chairshot.com to head over to pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot and pick up a chair shot shirt. We have all kinds of designs for you to choose from we have our og chair shot logo to phrases from the show sayings like hashtag journalism we've got shirts for shows like bandwagon nerds dave and i's other passion project that we drop for the network they're all there they're great stuff and it is really truly the best way to support the chair shot radio network it's what keeps us going we love being able to provide you content each and every day and we want to be able to keep doing that for you and so the best way to do it is to head over to pro wrestling tees forward slash the chair shot you can get a shirt in standard style for $19.99 or you can spend a few dollars more if you're feeling fancy and get one stop style once again, that site is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Thank you everyone for your support. When we come back, a little bit of news, exciting news out of college football. You're listening to Chairshot Radio on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. 
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And we are back. All right. Topic to wrap up this Monday edition, our first Monday edition of Chair Shot Radio. A news broke in the college football circles announcing that as early as 2023, we could be seeing a significant expansion to the college football playoff system from four teams to 12. Dave, you all can't see this. Dave just applauded. I echo that applause. Uh, a couple of the notes uh, for the breakdown is that the f- there will be four buys and they will go to conference champions. Uh, as Dave pointed out in a chat, that means that Notre Dame can never get a buy unless they join a conference. So they'll still get out large at large bids because Notre Dame, but they will they will never get a buy. They'll always have to truly earn their national championship. But Dave, I'll start with you. You're re- I mean, clearly you're happy about this news. What are what are some of your thoughts? What are you, what are your feelings with this? I think it's long overdue. Yeah, I, I don't know. Long overdue. I mean, it's overdue, but I think after the success of seeing what the four-team playoff was doing and how it had eclipsed what the BCS, the nonsense with the BCS was, we're actually now determining a winner on the field instead of with computers and polls and that kind of bullshit. Um I I'm a little surprised. I really thought they'd do eight. I didn't think they'd go to 12. I thought, well, eight makes sense. You know, it's a nice, even number. They don't have to worry about buys. Right. Um, I get why they've done what they've done that, you know, you take, I, I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, wait, so you've got five power conferences, but only four buys. So one power conference still gets screwed. <laughs> yeah, um, so, like, like it's the pack 12, the pack 12 will get, yeah. will be the non-buy well, team until until they get a team that's actually competitive and can and can actually make a a statement a, a case for being one of the top four teams which has not happened is, is, or, is Oregon going to learn how to play defense uh I don't know I mean maybe USC returns to relevance maybe UCLA <laughs> does something that's adorable <laughs> that's adorable USC thinks they're USC reminds me of Notre Dame that old guard school that still just hasn't figured out that they're not what they once were it's like ohio state like ohio state's another school that i i frankly like and i'll even say this about the big 10 and i'm i'm mr big 10 country big 10's overrated when it comes to like they're they're really a one school or one school especially when you consider how many teams are in the big 10 now 14 (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it's and, like name change. Anybody? But, but, but you have Ohio State and Ohio State. And I'm not saying Ohio State's not a big, te- you know, big time program. But you see it. They get exposed. Like I, I was surprised they would they beat Clemson. Didn't they? Or yeah. did, did they advance? They, beat, they, yeah, beat, they Clemson beat Clemson and uh, and uh, fairly soundly. They what forty two twenty eight? I think that was the score. Yeah, like they, they handled their business because Trevor Lawrence got got crushed, and then yeah. you know then the Ohio State turned around and got their ass beat but pretty handled. I, I well, tell you one thing. One thing I heard that really kind of resonated with me about why this makes a lot of sense and why it's good for the game is because really since the playoffs started, you've looked at there's been three programs that have dominated. And are all are oh, yeah, there yeah, every, Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State? Ohio They're State. there every yeah. year, and right, and, and then, that and then gets that second SEC team right. is usually the other one, and it just gets old. So, and, and now, and, and there's so uh, many teams that are that are just relegated to like you know, okay, well, I'm playing for a Peach Bowl bid or something like that instead of actually being right. in the running for a championship. And and this this adds a lot more importance to the later season games, and it and it. Like as somebody was saying, you know, if you're in the top 20 and you're in the last two or three weeks of the season, you still legitimately have a shot at getting to the right. playoff. Uh, so, I mean, and, so, and it's and it's going to be a lot more like the NFL and all these other things. I mean, four teams was a good start. Hey, this works really well. Let's expand it. So I'm I'm thrilled you're going to get a lot more. You know, some of the mid-major conferences like Conference USA or the MAC might slip a team in at large. Um, all this stuff. Remember, like, what was it a couple years ago? Where who, which, which team was undefeated? Was it Central Florida or or? There's always one. So there's always one. Whether it's USF, yeah, um, USF. Central, yeah UCF was one one year. Uh, this past year, Cincinnati was was the was the outside looking in. So here's the, here's the thing. I grew up. I went to an FCS school, right? So I went to Eastern Illinois University, where they've had playoffs forever. And I I think eventually we'll get a 16 team college football playoff. Like I think that that will happen at some point. And Greg DeMarco has the book that I loaned him forever ago that he never read. And I'm sure he just took politely and then just put it away. And, and now it's just, it's been sitting. Like I actually saw it the last time I visited him. I was like, Oh, this is my book. And then didn't take it back. Um, but it actually laid out, a 16 team playoff where every conference champion made the playoffs and then you had four at large bids or something like that and everybody starts at round 1 and you earn your way through and it was you know that's the same thing with FCS FCS plays a I think a, a couple games shorter season they might play like a 10 game season I can't remember what it is but then you potentially play four games on top of that. Uh, I do think that it it does present a little bit of an interesting conundrum if uh, you keep the twelve game season format with a with a conference championship game, and the, like you could play up to seventeen games. That's a lot for college football. I'm I'm sure that's that's a legitimate concern, but it wouldn't surprise me because it's going to make money. Like, and at the end of the day you see it at the NCAA tournament. Like they just keep slowly throwing a little bit more in, in basketball. And so I think at some point we'll be up to a 16 team playoff. That's an even bracket. It's easy to do the 18 or the, the 12 team format that we got now, I already see that we're going to start seeing three sec teams. in. we're going to see the two teams that make it to the conference championship game, which devalues that conference championship game a little bit. But, 
and then you'll see that at-large team on the outside. So, like, you know, Alabama and Florida play each other in the SEC Conference Championship game, and then, like, Texas A&M gets in because they had the they had the big year that year or georgia gets in because they had the big year that year and as much as people are tired of the sec until another conference proves ever, otherwise it's the best conference in college football oh absolutely period. yeah i mean there's no discussion to have it yeah you talk about the big 10 they they've got you know ohio state several rungs below that is michigan and then you know you've got the rest of the well, see, you're, you're already out of order because it's it's actually Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. There Penn State's number two. There you go. Um, and, and it's funny because the Big Ten East is just ridiculous, and the Big Ten West nobody cares about. Like because the Big Ten West that's Wisconsin. You got Wisconsin and Iowa, and that's really it. And neither of those teams are sexy, flashy, and they make it to the Big Ten championship game every year and then just get crushed. Right. Minnesota had that one good feel good season. You know, the ACC is kind of the same way. They're, you know, it's they Clemson, Clemson and everybody else and everybody else. Florida state yeah. is the school that you just keep waiting for it to return to relevancy. And it just hasn't, but you uh, know, they, they were, well, Miami's the same way. Like you keep waiting and they just keep not doing it. If, if Notre Dame joins a conference, they might, it would probably be the ACC because they didn't, they do that last year. In the shortened season, they, they, they sort of, yeah, they sort of did that, and they're in the ACC in basketball, yeah. So it makes it would make the most sense. No, you know, it's funny because the Big Ten had eyes on Notre Dame forever, and Notre Dame has just been like, no, they're fiercely independent and they're proud. And I think what it's going to take them getting bounced in the first round of, of the playoffs a couple of times for them to be like, well, maybe we need to rethink this, and, and maybe we'll finally get that history made, but. This is nothing but good for college football. It's going to make them a ton of money. Um, fans have been clamoring for something like this for years. Like you said, you know, you talked about the the BCS, but I mean, it used to be it was an arbitrary decision made by coaches and, and journalists. You went by the AP and coaches polls to determine a champion. And so... I look forward to seeing it pan out. I hope it gets voted through and passed, and I hope that come 2023 we're looking at a, a more extensive playoff picture. So And a college football right. video game, too. Right. There you go. Um, all right, man. We are at about 30 minutes, so we're going to wrap it up. I think that's going to do it for this Monday edition, our new date and time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Dave, before we go, tell everybody where to find you out there in the social media. You can find me at uh, on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. And on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Listen to Chair Shot Radio every Monday through Friday now. Uh, as we will have something different and unique with a rotating group of hosts every day. Good first show, Dave. Good first Monday. It's it's like like I said, what's old is new again. Looking forward to doing this again. Yes. Uh, and yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You've been listening to Chairshot Radio, uh, part of the Chairshot Radio Network on the Chairshot.com. Later today, make sure you catch Dave and I again on Bandwagon Nerds as Monday afternoon at two. That's the next show that's up on the Chairshot Radio Network. Thanks, everyone.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.